Chapter three. Clue number three. One of just many family secrets. So what type of fucked up family creates an absolute unit of a child who can always be working, honing her craft, amassing talent after talent so she can one day blend in to literally any situation she needs to, who has teachers, not even on her schedule, create time for her to learn new subjects for fun, who naturally draws others in but keeps them at an arm's length until she decides they're no longer suspicious. As I said, but somehow feel is still necessary to report, my grandfather must have been great but terrifying man in his career. The atrocities of the missions he led in every war across multiple continents, his years living in and studying warfare in Italy, his refusal to ever discuss any aspect of his past, yet his desperation in later life to create a legacy, despite needing to drown out the horrors of that same legacy with his gin. He was the one who did what had to be done. He could and did make those unspeakable decisions. And that's exactly what they are, unspeakable. So how far did his involvement go? It seems only logical, my assumption for what I was intended for. Given the visible fear my mother and her siblings had for my grandfather, his incessant need to expand his legacy and extensive search into our heritage in his later years meant he had full intentions for our family to follow in his footsteps for this information to be important. I have also known for years that my mother was sexually assaulted by a long-time esteemed friend of the family, reportedly. An incident that was briefly mentioned and then shuddered back into its cage. Combined with myself, one who has an incredibly brilliant memory, now struggling with most aspects of my identity, including my sexuality, and have not had any meaningful relationship with my own father, due to the somewhat aforementioned extensively psychoanalyzed cyclical patterns of behavior. And on top of all of this, somehow, even though my mom didn't work and stayed at home, we just mysteriously had the funds for literally all of my and my siblings' activities, hobbies, pursuits of interest. The family farm we grew up on was more of a complex in the years I was alive. My parents faced my uncle, and whichever of his wives was living with him at the time. Behind the pond in our backyard, my aunt's home lay submerged in the woods. Immediately to our left, if we were staring out at the cobblestone private road, a few miles off the only main highway that ran through our town, the cul-de-sac culminates in my grandparents' house, overlooking the rolling hills and wooded acres of former tobacco farming. Between my grandparents' and parents' house lay the apple orchard, where helicopters did and could land anywhere relatively discreetly. Also, conveniently used as part of our horse pasture or jumping field. The acres of woods that surrounded our households, the barrier of the horse pastures, the miles of forestry. The peaceful home that I knew and loved as my serene oasis is now, very clearly, a fortress that allowed us to pass, excel, and grow just below the radar of civilian life in a small town. Competitive enough to challenge me, but not in such a way that drew attention, I realized that our grandfather planned out the location so every terrorist attack, every civilian threat on our capital, 
could make us reachable by helicopter in minutes. We always knew we'd be okay because there were protocols in place. And we were on the list for priority evacuees should the worst happen, all thanks to him. We owed him our security. And my biological father was obsessed with reminding us that our searches were being monitored. Reflecting on this now, especially in the light of Snowden, you know, makes me realize that not only was he monitoring us himself, but he was really just referencing our data being monitored so that the things we did as children couldn't be stolen by a stranger in a chat room. So the guy jacking off in the Omegle chat room wasn't hacking into our camera feeds and watching our underage selves through our laptop screens, only to sell it on the web and have it reemerge 30 years later to be used as blackmail on our political campaigns. This paranoia, yet an understandable and legitimate fear, really just fed into my exhibitionist fetish 20 years later, so congrats on the anxiety. Now I'm just navigating trying to monetize it for myself and come to terms with the reality that as a scientist overlapping with education, I am not allowed to publicly acknowledge my sexuality to a sig- to any significant extent, lest I be burned at the stake of some online Facebook community watch group. My father's domineering, dismissive nature of anything that didn't go perfectly in line with his plan, even if that dismissiveness was towards his own children, has always been something I witnessed quietly. His public facade of being this incredible asset to the community his obsessive compulsion to be publicly appreciated that he years later validated in my own personal success, that was never enough behind the curtains. There was always more to have. For me, a young woman, ugh, can it not just be like not pedophilic and ages to refer to myself as a girl? I'm only 27 for crying out loud, please. I'm not that old. Um, but as a young woman who shares the obsessive curiosity of interest in her genetic background with my grandfather. I now seek insight as to what ration went into the details that shaped my life before I was aware that I could shape my own. In the interest of global news as of late, particularly the unveiling of the Ghislaine Maxwell story, it only served to make me wonder, with how interconnected these webs are, it's fair that one whose own family fits that complexity of secrecy could be involved in similar affairs. It would also just as likely explain the otherwise inexplicable and almost insurmountable level of hatred for my father. Or it very may well just have been a completely honest small town operation. Those trucks in the night were just firm deliveries, those helicopter landings, all legitimate missions. But still, a girl can wonder. A girl with anxiety can spiral.